Good afternoon, committed men. It's great to be on here, be with you this afternoon. Uh, I know I'm probably a new face to uh, many of you. Some of you, many of you know me, some of you don't. Um, so just by way of introduction, let me just kind of tell you who I am and why I'm on here today. Um, I am, my name is Jackie Eddings, and uh, I am Pastor Susan Pate's uh, older brother. She's my awesome sister and um, love her very much. So uh, I want to thank, first of all, I want to thank pastors Jeremy and Brianne for trusting me to be on here. Um, I am not a card-carrying member of Covenant Church in Russ, Texas, but I am a family member, and I consider myself an honorary member. Lots of history with Covenant Church in Russ going all the way back into the 60s, uh, probably the late 60s, um, is when um, I had the privilege of meeting the Pate family. So long history, um, have uh, attended that church many, many times, love the church, love what you stand for. I love the mission. I love the revival to see what God's doing in that house right now. It is just phenomenal. Um, so I do consider it a privilege and an honor to be able to be on here and share with you today. Um, even though I'm an honorary member, uh, I wear that honorary membership very proudly because I'm so proud of um, the work that's being done there. But um, so that's who I am. And uh, I just wanted to come on here um, and share a little bit of what's churning in my heart uh, right now in this season. Um, and let me give you just bear with me while I give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, my wife and I live in the Dallas area and we attend church um, at the Plano campus of Gateway Church. I'm sure many of you might have heard of Gateway. The main campus um, is out in South Lake. Uh, but we attend the Plano campus. Um, love it. It's just a phenomenal congregation and just a, um, a wonderful place to, to be. Um, our pastor, our senior pastor, Robert Morris, um, has had back surgery, so he's been out of the pulpit for the last few weeks, and we've had guest speakers come in. This past Sunday, we had um, a pastor from Life Church up in Oklahoma by, by the name of Greg Groschel. Uh, some of you may have heard him, may know of him, and even have heard him speak. Uh, just a great man of God. And um, he challenged us in his sermon on Sunday uh, about praying uh, for boldly. Or not, not praying boldly, but praying something bold. And so he asked those that would to commit to the next seven days praying for something bold, asking God to, you know, bring you something that would challenge you, something that would be a bold move. So I'm on here today. This is a bold move for me. I'm not um, a, a preacher, not a pastor. I love God with all my heart. Uh, so this is a bold move for me. And in my prayer this morning, I um, I asked the Lord for to direct my path today and to uh, take me down the path that he wanted me to go and to, you know, give me a bold challenge. And, and Pastor Greg said on Sunday, he said, you may be surprised at what God may ask you to do. When you pray for something bold, God's going to give you something bold. So in my meditation, after I had my prayer time this morning, I was in quiet time in meditation. Um, the Lord spoke to my mind and said, what about sharing on committed man? And I was like, oh, I 
I've not done that before. Um, and uh, I use social media. I'm not on social media um, visibly very much. So I thought, wow, okay, God, is that what you're asking of me? Is that my bold thing for today? So here I am. Uh, God nudged me and said, if you want to be bold, do what I'm prompting you to do. So here I am. But I want to uh, share with you kind of what's turning on my heart. And it's about manhood, something that we all probably um, at one time in our lives have questioned, um, even may still question, what is it? Um, what is manhood? So, you know, looking at where is manhood gone? We know in our world today, manhood is is not real visible. Um, it, it's way in the background. So it's kind of like, where is it gone? What's happened to it? Um, what took it away? What caused it to disappear? Uh, from us, did 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 we as men drop the proverbial ball? And I think maybe the resounding answer to that is, yeah, perhaps we did. Um, I've just finished reading this book, and I'm sure um, many of you probably have too. It's called Manhood by uh, Senator Josh Hawley. If you've not read this book, read this book. It is a phenomenal read. Um, he has done so much work um, in exploring manhood and, and the masculine virtues that we need in our country and in our world today, not just in our country, but in our world. So um, this is my um, inspiration for today. And this is what I've been feasting on for the last several weeks as I've read through this book. So that's kind of the basis for my um, my words today. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard the old adage that says, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Well, I'm going to add to that. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. And so reading this book um, sheds so much light on where we are um, in our gender as men of God, as men in this world, um, and where we've come to. And I think over time, we've kind of learned, I, I think culture, educational systems, society have taught us that being a man is what we do or what we have um, or, you know, what we what we know, um, where we are, what station in life that we're at. You know, I think that culture and society has defined that manhood as being those things. And while those things are great, um, you know, great things to have and, and be as a man, that doesn't define manhood. God defines manhood and the word of God defines manhood and, and God put manhood into motion when he created Adam. And so that's where we have to go to get the root of our definition of manhood. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with all of those things. There's nothing wrong with our accomplishments. There's nothing wrong with, with loving what we do as a career. I had an amazing career. Um, I wouldn't trade it. Learned so much. Accomplished a, a lot. Accomplished things through God's help that I never imagined I would accomplish. And by all standards, probably couldn't have accomplished 
had it not been for the grace of God on my life and the the the, uh, the blessing and the favor of God on my life. I would have never made it to where I did in my career. So there's nothing wrong with all of those things. And those are all a testimony and a good testament of, of our moving through life and the things that we accomplish, the things we do. Um, those things are really kind of a scorecard of who we are. They are not, they don't define who we are. You know, we are not our job. We are not our career. Uh, we're not the home we live in. We're not the cars we drive. We're not the boat that we take out on the lake. We're not the set of golf clubs that we have. We're not our golf score. All of those things are great and they're things to be proud of. You know, if we've got a good golf score, great. Let's be proud of that. But those things are not permanent. Those things are fleeting. Um, I'm retired now. My career is behind me. So while I had all of those years, <clears throat> excuse me, of accomplishment and doing things, doing good things, um, that's all behind me now. So that's gone. All of these things are fleeting and they do pass. Our manhood stays with us from the moment we take our first breath. I would say from the moment we're conceived until we draw our last breath. That manhood is with us. Uh, and God defines what that is. So we all know we're created in God's image. God created man in his image. He said, you know, let us therefore make man in our image. Um, and so we are created in the image of God. Jesus was a human. So Jesus had a manhood. Jesus was a man. He had a manhood. He was the ultimate man. So if I look at anything to define my manhood, I want to look at Jesus. Have I always done that? No. I have looked at things just like I was talking about my job, my home, my car, where I live, the neighborhood I live in, the people I hang out with. That doesn't define who I am. So in my latter years, um, I still consider myself young, even though by on the calendar, I'm really not that young. But um, so in my old age, I want to look to Jesus as my example of manhood. He was the Lion of Judah. It's called the Lion of Judah. And um, we still recognize that Lion nomenclature um, today. And if we look back across time over the last 50 years, it goes farther back than that, but for sure, very strongly the last 50 years, uh, when we look at what the, the women's liberation movement um began to do and chip away at manhood. And let me just stop right here. I'm not downing women. I'm not um, off, you know, I'm not saying that women are bad. I'm just saying that women, because we as men usurp, I mean, we, we kind of dropped the ball. We let down our guard, took our eye off the ball. Um, the women's liberation movement kind of came in and women entered and began to push men back. Um, do we need women? Absolutely. Do women need men? You bet. But what women need are healthy, strong, courageous men. And that's what um, every family needs. Every woman needs that. Every um, family needs that. And every man needs to feel and be the man that he wants to be and desires to be. And so 
were challenged today, but those cultural and social pressures that began with the women's lib movement um, to sort of denigrate and discredit manhood that basically said uh, men are evil, men are inherently bad, and men are what's wrong with the world today. No greater lie could have ever been perpetrated on the male gender. Um, that's just not true. Uh, and again, that's no slam on women. The women's love movement did serve its purpose. Women did go through a, a, a point where they were pushed back severely. Um, but the male population was pushed back and uh, out of political correctness, I think we, being men, manhood, sort of stepped back and said, oh, well, it's not okay for us to be strong anymore. It's not okay for us to have a presence anymore. We need to step back. We need to be in the background now because we're no longer valid. And I think manhood bought into that, bought into that lie and that misconception because that certainly did not come from God. That certainly is not um, a, a godly mindset or a godly position. Um, like me, some of you may have contemplated how in the world did we get here? How did we get to be here? Um, my realization that I've come to is that so many of us carry a wound inside that um, hurts and someone or something or some element of life has hurt us deeply. And so we've, we, we shy back from being that strong, courageous man because we've been wounded. We, we carry a wound. And I think a lot of men do that, myself included. Um, we've all been, been hurt in some fashion. So that's my realization that, you know, many of us, if not the large majority of us, do carry a wound and we just haven't figured out how to heal it or what we need to do to heal it. But let me tell you today, the good news is God knows it. Jesus knows it. And he knows where we are. He knows where to rub that salve on that wound. He knows where to put the Band-Aid on it. He knows where to clean it and, and get that out of there. So I just want to encourage you today to lean into what God may have for you at this stage of your life as a man. Um, you know, when you say wounds, like, what are you talking about, Jackie? Well, I'm talking about things like you may have had an absent father in your life. Maybe you had a father and you knew who he was, but he was not there, not present in your life for whatever reason. Um, maybe you had a father that was present, but there was no connection there. Maybe there was not a family connection. Maybe there was not a father-son bond that was there. Um, Maybe a person has, maybe you have no identity with your father. Uh, you can't identify with your father, the person that he is. Uh, maybe you don't know your father. I know that there are uh, folks today that, that don't know who their father is. Um, you may have had an abusive father or an addicted father. Uh, all of those things can create wounds and they shape us and they form us um, in our young years. And they do... It, they do things to us. Those wounds do things to us that affect um, all of us in some way. 
in some way it affects us, whether it's in our self-esteem, whether it's in our self-respect, whether it's in the way we view ourselves, whether it's in the way we think others see us, what their perception is of us, but we're all affected in some way. Are we fearful? Do we have anxiety? Are those things that trouble us and keep us bound? Um, we're all affected in some way. I've, uh, there's another book I want to share with you, and it's an older book. It was actually originally written in 1988, but it was reprinted. It was edited and reprinted and updated in 2003. So it's about 20 years ago that it was re-released. But it is a timely, um, I should say timeless message. And it's this book. You can see this is old because the pages are kind of yellow. Um, but it's called Healing the Masculine Soul by Gordon Dalby, who is a pastor. Um, and it, the subtitle is How God Restores Men to Real Manhood. And I'm, I'm kind of beginning to start to wrap up here. And I, I'm sorry that I'm kind of going on so long, but this has just been churning in me for the last, well, ever since I started reading Josh Hawley's book. Um, so I want to share with you a little bit from this book um, today of something that uh, that this book contains. And uh, when I read it, it was like, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. How in the world could I have missed? How could I have not known that? Um, so uh, I'm going to write it. It's called The Lion Speaks. Okay. Uh, and there's a, it leads out with the scripture, Amos 3 and 8. It says, when a lion roars, who can keep from being afraid? When the sovereign Lord speaks, who can keep from proclaiming his message? So let that second half of that scripture sit with you for just a minute. Who can keep from proclaiming his message? That's what this is about here. And I'm going to read just a little bit. So bear with me. And I, I'm sorry, but thank you for indulging me just a minute. Um, several years ago, a friend and fellow pastor held me spellbound as he told me about a man in his parish who had come to him distraught over a terrifying recurrent dream in which a ferocious lion kept chasing the man until he dropped exhausted and awoke screaming. Assuming that the lion represented something fearful in the man's life, my friend offered several possibilities. The boss, his wife, some heavy relationships, as they discussed each, the man became increasingly frustrated. Yes, all of these bore some fear for him, but none of them with enough conviction to be the entire focus of his relentless nightmare. Frustrated and uncertain, my friend decided finally to pray with the man for a clearer sense of what was happening. He began the prayer as usual, asking for Father God's love and protection, for Jesus to be present, and for the Holy Spirit to provide every gift of knowledge and wisdom needed. As they prayed, my friend, on impulse, invited the man to recall the dream, even in all of its fear. Hesitantly, the man agreed and soon reported that, indeed, the lion was in sight and headed his way. My friend instructed the man, when the lion comes close to you, try not to run away. But instead, stand there and ask him who or what he is and what he's doing in your life. I'll be praying for you. Can you try that? Shifting uneasily in his chair, the man agreed, then reported what was happening. 
The lion is snorting and shaking his head, standing right there in front of me. I ask him who he is, and oh, I can't believe what he's saying. He says, I am your courage and strength. Why are you running away from me? So I'm asking you today, are you running from the lion? That's what this is about. Are you running from the lion? It's mere courage and strength. It's courage and strength. That's manhood. And you think about it, it's as simple as that. We make it so complicated sometimes, I think. But it's as simple as that. Then he says, puzzled at first, whatever could this mean for a man to be afraid of his courage and strength? I was nevertheless utterly fascinated and seized by this story with an intensity that seemed both personal and universal. Today, through working and praying with many men and allowing God to show me a deeper view of my own self, I am convinced that this dream story of the man running away from his own lion-hearted courage and strength is a parable for the men of our time. So I share that with you just in love and in hopes that it may encourage you today and give you some food for thought. So my question again is, are you running from the lion? Are you running from the lion? Um, the one that wants to guide and heal and direct us to godly manhood, that lion, the lion of Judah. Um, what could we do if you stop and think about it? What could we do if we faced that lion? and stood in our courage and our strength as a man of God and not run, what could we do? What could we accomplish? I would wager a bet that we could change our own hearts to start with, for sure. Change our marriage. Heal our hearts. Heal our marriage. Change our relationships. If we're not married, change our relationships. Change our families. Change our communities change our society and our culture, change our nation, and ultimately change the world. You know, Mahatma Gandhi, there's an old saying, and I'm sure you've heard it. It's been around forever. But Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So that's my challenge today is, are we willing to change? Are we willing to stop running from the lion? Will we face the lion head on, knowing that the lion is not there to dog us? It's not there to harm us. It's not there to hurt us or take us down. That lion is there to bolster us. So take on that persona of the lion. You know, for years I've identified with the lion. I didn't really know what my connection was or why, but this has all come clear to me now. It's what I want to be. It's what I aspire to be, that lion that God made me to be, that man that he made me to be. So will you receive the lion today and acknowledge him and let him in? That's what I will you will you choose to walk in courage and strength as God directs your life and leads you down the path that he wants you to go and to become the man that you were created to be? So I'm gonna go back to the old adage that I said a while ago. When you see something you can't unsee it. When you know something, you can't unknow it. So now that you know, go forth and do. I love you all, and I look forward to the next time we can be together. And thank you so much for indulging me and allowing me to share on this platform. It's powerful. I enjoy every word that you guys share um, and in the comments. So keep them coming. I love you all, and I hope you guys have a very good and a blessed rest of this week. Thank you.